Guys, we are running 50% off my high value bootcamp for the entire summer. This is such an amazing offer because I know what it's like to have to rebuild every area of your life and it can be extremely overwhelming, especially when you are trying to heal. In this course, we are going to dive into the basics of what it actually means to be a high value person, learn how to parent yourself, and we're gonna talk about standards, boundaries, and self-worth because let's be honest, if we don't have those three things, then all areas of your life are going to suffer. And then of course, we're gonna get into the specifics in terms of your social life, friendships, career, money, love, and dating. So check out the links below for all of the information. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for joining me again this week. This week we're going to talk about healing and I want you to understand like what does it really mean to actually heal? What does the process look like? And honestly, if it if you feel like it is taking a really long time, I want to go over kind of the things that you're probably doing that are hindering your ability to heal quickly. And before we get into this week's video, if you guys are new to my channel, don't forget to hit subscribe down below. I would love for you to join our community. If you are a first timer here and you just clicked on this video because you're just desperate for some information and some guidance to kind of help you during this transition that you're going through. But if you are also a subscriber, welcome back guys. Thanks for joining me again for another video. So let's get into this. I think when we're healing from something, no matter what it is, whether we've gone through trauma, whether we are going through a divorce, a breakup, doesn't really matter, childhood past stuff, we're going through some anxiety, panic, depression, like whatever it is that you're going through and you're trying to kind of like overcome. There's so many different kind of phases of like the healing journey. One, the, the place that we typically start in is education. And what this means is, is this is when you start to kind of Google. Google your symptoms, Google why do you feel this way, um, how to overcome this, I'm going through a divorce, how to you know move on. Like you start kind of really seeking out a lot of information in order to help you during this time, obviously, because you don't really know what to do and you're getting uncomfortable with where you are and how you feel. Now the education piece is very, very important and here's why. You have to understand what you've been through and if you haven't even acknowledged that you've gone through something really difficult or that you've experienced trauma at any point in your life, because perhaps when you were going through it, you honestly weren't really in a place to be able to kind of like deal with what was going on. You just kind of like went into survival mode. Then you have to understand, you have to understand the people that were in your life at that time, maybe different type of personality disorders. You have to understand um, the experience that you went through and how it impacted you. So the Googling really helps you to get the education that you need so you, things can start to make sense. Obviously the downfall to the Googling and the education is you can kind of become like obsessed with like wanting to know all these different type of terminologies. You can want really badly to just like label people and put people in boxes. And it can definitely be an obsession for a lot of people. I coach a lot of people over the years that have said, I'm just, I'm constantly Googling. It's almost become an obsession now with me. Like I hear that so, so often. And it's definitely part of the healing journey. And I think the obsession that we have sometimes with labeling people or trying to make sense out of something is really just to ease our own discomfort that we're feeling. But the problem is, is that you're looking at, 
you're looking at healing and going through this journey as a logical thing and not an emotional thing. And it's honestly both. It is both. Healing, yes, does require more feeling and more emotion, but you do also have to understand what it is that you went through. And I think when you educate yourself, it starts to like put the pieces together and you feel a sense of validation and a sense of almost like soothing that, okay, what I've gone through is a real thing and I'm not just going crazy or that I'm not the only person that's ever felt this way before. So it does give you a sense of validation, which can help you. You just can't stay stuck in that space and you have to be able to move on and start dealing with really how you feel and your emotions, which for a lot of people can be extremely uncomfortable. And not that we consciously want to avoid our emotions, we're just not programmed as a society to know how to deal with how we feel. So emotional health is probably one of the biggest things that I talk about on this channel, on the podcast, like everywhere, because it's something that we're really not taught how to do. I think a lot of times the reason why healing is very difficult for a lot of people, and they might kind of think like months later, weeks later, years later, that they're still not healed is because their definition of healing is not correct. They don't have a proper understanding of what it means to actually be healed from something. To be healed from something means that the thing is, that thing that you went through is no longer impacting your life today. So it's not dictating decisions that you make, it's not controlling your emotional state or your mood, but it doesn't mean that you don't feel. I have talked to a lot of people where years later, they could just be going through a phase or another transition in life and all of a sudden it's like pent up emotion that they still are carrying with them from a previous experience that they've gone through is starting to come up to the surface. And it doesn't mean that you're not healed from this. It just means that there's emotion that's still in you because you're a human being and you feel. And now if you resonate with someone being highly sensitive or you know empathic, then guess what? You get like double whammies of this emotion and this capability to feel on like a really deep level. So it means that let's take a moment and talk about our sponsor, Little Miss Recap Podcast. Little Miss Recap is a weekly podcast hosted by author and podcaster Amy Archer, who covers your favorite streaming shows with her friends. They have covered Yellow Jackets, Tiny Beautiful Things, and are now covering HBO Max's Love and Death. They will also soon be diving into the new season of Just Like That, the Sex and the City sequel. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Sex and the City, so I'm super excited for this one. When you listen to their podcast, it really feels like you're chatting with your friends over coffee or wine. There's a little bit of cursing, tons of overthinking, and a whole lot of laughter. While humor is a big part of this podcast, Amy also does a great job of bringing out the emotions and the struggles of each character she talks about. She will often share her own life problems and discuss how they correlate with the lives of the characters she is discussing. You can stream the Little Miss Recap podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, iHeart, and more. You are a super emotional creature at times, which is one of your superpowers, and you can't look at it as a negative. You also can't look at it like you're not healed if you still have feelings even years later. As long as those feelings um, and that situation experience are not impacting your life today, then that's how you know you've actually healed from something. 
there's also this misinterpretation that healing should just be like this like straight line. Like, okay, I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to work on myself. I'm going to acknowledge everything. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. And then that's it. Well, it doesn't really work like that. It's kind of just like you ebb and you flow um, regarding things that you've been through in your life. And there are some years where you're perfectly fine and you can talk about a situation and it doesn't even phase you in the least. And then there are other years where maybe you're a little sensitive to it. And, and it still is an emotion that is in you because you're a human being, but it doesn't mean that you're not over that situation. I think we have to allow ourselves to, or give ourselves like grace and compassion sometimes and be more empathetic to the fact that we are emotional creatures. We're not creatures that are just supposed to be super logical and, you know, one plus one equals two and healing is just the straight line. Like allow yourself to actually be a human being. I think when you give yourself that level of compassion, you're able to actually move through your emotions like really quickly. It's when we tend to judge ourselves and make ourselves feel bad for the reasons why we feel the way we feel and that we have to put labels on why we feel, you know, what we're feeling right now that we can tend to get stuck in this place. Okay, another really big thing that will help you 100% to speed up your healing journey. Um, and you might be doing this or you may not be doing this, but you have got to take full responsibility for yourself. Here's what I mean. Taking responsibility for yourself means that I am now in charge of my happiness. I am in charge of my mood. I am in charge of how long I sit in something. I am in charge for transforming my life, rebuilding my life, you know, creating that friend group, going on dates. Like I have to be responsible, and this is why I'm constantly talking about self-parenting. I always link the course down below. You guys, I'm telling you, learn it, check out the course, learn it, and practice it. Literally, it's mental health. But you have to be able to be your own cheerleader. And taking responsibility for yourself means that I'm actually a creator. Like I'm actually supposed to be in this human experience creating my life for me. I'm not supposed to be sitting around just waiting for things to happen. So are you trying things? Meaning, are you putting yourself out there? If you're looking at areas of your life and saying, you know what, this is really what's missing from my life right now. Maybe I do need more friends or maybe I need more of a social um a social life. Maybe I need to be home alone at this time in my life. Maybe I want to start this business. Like whatever it is that you're sitting here right now saying that you do want more of and not just a relationship because we can't focus our all of our happiness on having a marriage or a partner. It's also other areas of your life that are extremely important and will fulfill you. So when you're looking at these areas of your life and you're starting to say, this is what's missing, this is what I would really love in my life right now, I would love a fulfilling job, I would love this like amazing career, I would love more of a social life, are you actively taking chances and risks and doing whatever you can to make that happen? And if you do try something, are you okay with switching it up? Are you okay with saying, okay, I tried that and it didn't really work and now I'm going to try something else? Are you flexible in that way? Taking responsibility for yourself also means that even though I don't wanna get out of bed today, I'm going to get up. Even though I'm feeling a little like, you know, depressed or unmotivated or I am procrastinating or maybe I am living in a negative space or maybe I am looking at everything as a glass half empty, that I am going to start changing the way I'm thinking. 
what really needs to happen when you start taking care of yourself is this like beautiful balance between how do I learn how to deal with how I feel, deal with my emotions, and also balance this like logical part of me that's just like tired of being sick and tired. So there has to be a part of you that knows how to practice giving yourself love, compassion, understanding, and empathy, no judgment, no shame, no guilt, but also balancing that with a little bit of tough love. And that when you start to hear the excuses that you give yourself, that you are more than willing to nip that stuff in the butt. We want to learn how to be like a really great friend to ourselves. We don't want to be too hard on ourselves, but we also don't want to always be giving ourselves this pass and making us feel like we're a victim. So it is a, a balance and it's not something that's hard to do because you know when you're BSing yourself, like you know when you're giving yourself excuses, you know when you've been living in a space that's negative for way too long. But here's the thing, you also have to hit a point, a pain point, where you're tired of being in that space. And sometimes that just takes time. I think we have this like idea that like, I'm doing all this work and why isn't it getting better? And it's like, well, you also have to just allow yourself like seasons of life that you're going to go through. And sometimes they're longer than you would like them to be. But the more you, again, find this balance of like not settling into where you are and just accepting where you are, but also not trying to like fight it so bad where you're trying to put yourself in a totally different space way quicker than probably you're capable of getting there at this point. So it is a balance between that emotional side and that logical side, being making sure that you're giving yourself that like compassion, that understanding, learning how to not judge yourself, a huge, huge part of learning how to actually parent yourself and actually take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, is that balance of learning how to not just dump on yourself, how to not give yourself so much judgment or shame for why you feel the way you feel. You feel the way you feel because you do. And the more you just like allow it to actually happen, but balance that with also not feeding every single thought that you think, a huge part of healing is your ability to stop feeding thoughts that are not going to get you the results that you want. This is a serious, serious practice that a lot of people are not consciously trying to do every single day. Like if you took the next two days and said, okay, for the next two days, I'm going to be super hyper aware as much as I possibly can be with every thought that I'm thinking for the most part, you're not going to have every thought down packed, but at least like the biggies that are coming up that I can feel in my body that are making me feel discouraged or anxious or sad or whatever, and actually parenting those things, parenting those thoughts and deciding when you see the thought, do I want to feed this or do I want to let this go? And if you decide to let it go, understand that if you're just starting this process, even if you know how to do this, if you haven't done it in a while, guess what? It's gonna take a little bit of practice. If you're going through something really difficult, guess what? It's gonna be harder to be able to do this, even if you know the skill and know exactly what to do, is not is understanding that it's going to take some time and consistency, and that's probably the best word, consistency of you not feeding something for it to eventually go away. This is true for healing, it's true for dealing with trauma, it's true for anxiety, it's true for stress, it's true for anything that if you feed it long enough, it's going to cause a problem. 
So I would say to speed up the process, be very aware of what you're thinking and how you're feeling, learn how to deal with your emotions and practice self-parenting. Understand that it is your responsibility to get yourself out of bed. It is your responsibility to feed your mind. I say this all the time. We're going to be starting a 30-day mindset makeover. I'm going to be announcing it all over social media. So if you are not following me and I'll actually announce it here as well, you guys, but definitely go follow me. Um, everything's linked down below in terms of like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and everything. But the 30 day mindset makeover is going to be absolutely amazing because one of the things that I stress all the time, especially when you're going through something difficult, because you're in such a vulnerable place, if you're going through a breakup, if you're going through a divorce, if you're going through some anxiety or panic or depression or, or phase of your life, that's just, you're in the mucky water. You know what I mean? And we've all been there is it's so easy to let those thoughts take over. We've all done it before and your ability to get up every day and just Feed your mind all day, every day, and learn how to process your emotions is so incredibly important. And that's why the 30-day mindset makeover is going to be huge because it's going to give you the little things every single day that you need in order to kind of like get that momentum going. Once you have the momentum, then you're off and running and you're, and you're fine and you will heal and you will heal quickly. It's just that like initial like, okay, I have to learn how to get out of my own way. I have to learn these basic skills that like I don't really know yet. So definitely be on the lookout for that program coming soon. But in the meantime, I hope this video gave you some insight on maybe some of the things that you're not currently doing that are actually hurting your ability to heal quickly. And I hope it gave you some understanding of the things that need to be done daily so you can really start practicing these things and really start letting go of the things that you know that are probably, again, prolonging your healing process. So hope you guys have enjoyed this video and I'll see you in the next one.